0: Daily Inspiration Podcast on the Planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now we've got David Rankin and David, you are the founder of Professional Prospecting Systems. You're on the web at professionalprospecting.com. Thank you so much for joining us. That's thank
1: that's correct. I'm happy to be with you.
0: Founded in 1997. You've been doing this a little while. Absolutely. Give give us the background.
1: Well, basically, I um, was always involved in sales and marketing, and I ran various sales agencies for maybe 15 years after graduating from university, and then I ended up in a bizarre situation as the sales and marketing manager for a law firm for five years, and that's a pretty strange scenario. Most law firms don't have um, a sales and marketing manager. This particular law firm was a collection law firm that specialized in major clients like the like the Canadian government and they lost their major client. And of course I got downsized and because mm-hmm. I had utilized telemarketing in a lot of my businesses, I decided, okay, I'll start a telemarketing company and I didn't have funding or building at that point in time. So it was a virtual telemarketing company. And at that time, We used fax and phone, the old-fashioned way. And then one of my clients, as it so happens, came up with a new technology that was an online CRM, basically. Mm -hmm. And that was perfect for our company because we were trying to pass information around by fax and phone to our clients and to the people that were working with me. And then all of a sudden, this technology came along where you could do all that online. And we started... um, with salesforce.com for two years while they were still free. And then that's basically what we've been doing for the past 23 years. We've been running all these marketing campaigns online through salesforce.com.
0: So just to name a few clients that you've had the opportunity to work with HP, Oh, by the way, we always do the, uh, so the Thoughtful Entrepreneur drinking game. Let me know when you, every time you hear a company that you've heard of, go ahead and take a drink. And then, uh, David, they'll, <laughs> they'll all be passed out on the ground. You've worked with some of the biggest, including, here we go, HP, Xerox, Dow Jones, uh, Cisco. Uh, so, yeah. So, you've worked with some, some big dogs.
1: Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I always like to say that's the window dressing because the heart of our business is the small businesses. We work with over 2,500 clients and the vast majority of them are all the way from ma and pa up to, you know, small to medium-sized businesses. I'm happy to have the bigger clients, but again, they just look good on the website.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So who would be a kind of a perfect client that you work with and, and what's the outcome that you help deliver for them?
1: The perfect client is, is really a business owner that understands that they really aren't an expert marketer, right? And they've probably been struggling, you know, with companies like mine over many years, trying different things and so on, and just getting frustrated. And they're really trying to act as their own chief marketing officer or marketing director and not very happy with that. And that's really what we've morphed into. We've morphed into a marketing company that really looks at the big picture with you all the way from how much are you charging for your product? uh, What's the lifetime value of your client? And then how do you build a marketing process around that that gets you where you want to go at the end, which is more sales and more profits? So it's really looking at at the whole system that goes into it. Okay, mm-hmm. in, so I'd say for the first 20 years we were in business, we somebody would come along and they'd want a telemarketing campaign, and we usually incorporated email in with it, and we created videos, but we were really focusing on that one immediate goal. In other words, put a list in there, contact these companies, and try to get us appointments, and really most businesses need to go way beyond that. Right. They need to think, OK, well, what are we going to do when we get these leads? Right. How are we going to nurture them over time? And how are we going to convert them to paying clients? And then when we convert them to paying clients, is that client going to be valuable enough to justify the cost of doing all this marketing? Okay. So I really take a much longer, a bigger picture look at it.
0: So how, what do you see working in B2B lead gen today?
1: Uh, right now, the strange thing is LinkedIn is still working very, very well. Sure. Because you have a lot oh, yeah. of types of marketing going on. Uh, straight telemarketing isn't working very well because a lot of times people aren't even in the office. Right. Plus,
0: we, we all hate it.
1: <laughs> no question about that. For whatever reason, LinkedIn is performing just as well as it has in the past. I guess it's because yeah. business owners and key decision makers, are they're working from home. A lot of them, they have more time on their hands. Mm-hmm. And they're, for whatever reason, they're paying... Uh, you know, even more attention to something like LinkedIn than they would have had in the past.
0: Um, when we, when you talk about LinkedIn marketing working, um, you know, I think we've all been recipients of, you know, someone that's like, hello, I would like to arrange a call to discuss your IT services messages. <laughs> and I'm like, is, I guess that works. Uh, you know, if you look at like the, you know, how maybe spam might work, uh, you know, it just, that doesn't seem like a very effective approach. It doesn't work with people like me.
1: So you're referring to somebody reaching out to you on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, or the typical way that most people reach out on LinkedIn is, Hey, um, you know, I found your profile on LinkedIn. I'd like to connect with you. Right. And not to say it doesn't work at all, so we have a different strategy for, it really is consistent with the strategy we use when we're trying to generate a lead for any medium, whether it's going straight out with email or telemarketing or creating videos or AdWords, it's two things, credibility and curiosity. Okay. Now you don't have very many characters in your connection message, so you right. have to pretty carefully, but you're really trying to say something that's going to create credibility. Hmm. And then you're trying to generate curiosity. And so, so essentially the model that I use is I sort of put myself in the shoes of the prospect and I say, okay, when I'm a prospect and and I'm absorbing marketing messages, I ask myself a couple of questions. I say, who is, who are these guys? And that's the credibility question. In other words, Mm -hmm. is this anybody I should even begin to pay attention to? And then, what are they selling? Is that something that I need or want? And what you're really trying to do as a prospect, you're trying to dismiss that marketing message quickly to get it off your plate because you don't, you don't have any time. You don't, you're going to get a million marketing messages today. Mm -hmm. And so the trick is that's where the curiosity comes in. You want to create credibility, but then you want to put your prospect in the position where they're not, not quite sure if they should dismiss you. Okay maybe this Josh, uh, guy has something to say beyond all the other podcaster people that I'm seeing that are approaching me. Okay. And so you want to create that element of curiosity and because what you want them to do. You want them to take the next step, right? which is either click on your message, connect with you, or if it's an email, open the email. Okay. And that's really the, the the core principle that we've used successfully and it's the same in a telemarketing call. If I call you and my opening statement creates a little bit of credibility, but then makes you think, Hmm. Okay. You can't have that knee jerk reaction because even for a telemarketing call, as much as we hate them. Okay. We don't dismiss them until we've concluded that, Hey, this is just a telemarketing call. Okay. Mm-hmm. somebody that we shouldn't pay attention to so it's the same principle okay so if you and and the same thing with an email okay so that's really the it's it's a simple little principle that that we've learned to use through repetition and it and it applies whether you're doing linkedin email um telemarketing whatever it is okay whether you're trying to generate a lead from an adwords campaign uh same principle the prospect comes along they say to themselves, "Who who are these guys, and do I need what they're offering?" Okay, and then you try to say, "Do I already understand it? Have I already looked at it? Do we already have it?" That's the question that you're trying to um, you're trying to avoid having them be able to put you in that box as something I don't. I'm already taken care of in that area. I already know what these guys have. And you have to frame your messaging in such a way that they can't quite safely conclude that they should ignore you until they take the next step.
0: Um, so, and I know this is kind of asking you kind of off the cuff, but I, I guess I'm still a little fuzzy on the curiosity side. Um, like, what what might that look like? Some examples.
1: Basically... Um, so so let's take an example. Let's take your business as an example. And I know you, you market a different way. I, you you market mm-hmm. in a very intelligent way, but let's say that you were going out through LinkedIn and
0: mm-hmm. you Which we love. Which b yeah, which LinkedIn Sales Navigator is amazing. So it really you- I I agree. I think it's one of the best things for cold outreach that exists. A whole lot better if you're doing B2B, a whole lot better than Facebook ads in my experience.
1: Um probably, probably. Um so, so let's say your your task when you go to reach out to somebody is they're they're going to put you into a box, whether you like it or not. Of let's just say podcaster guys. Okay, mm-hmm. now you don't think of, you think of yourself as a lot more than that, and somehow you have to make them think that okay, there's something different about Josh and Josh's methodology or Josh's technique related to podcasting. Mm-hmm that make them a little bit more curious about, okay, well, I better just check this out a little bit further. So especially if you're in an area where there's all kinds of people reaching out prospecting, like in my area, like marketing. Okay. One after another, after another, after another, you have to convince them. So, so what you would do is you come up with a positioning statement. I'll give you an example in my business. Okay. So if you go to my website, it said traditional, B2B marketing doesn't work anymore, okay? So that makes you think. So for example, if, if if I was marketing for you, that might be one of the ones I would try. I would say, okay, traditional podcasting doesn't work anymore. Okay, what does that say about Josh? It says Josh has some sort of a better mousetrap when it comes to his podcasting technique, okay? And maybe what I'm thinking of as podcasting, I may be making mistakes. Okay? What I might be doing might be traditional. Okay? And and that and that actual statement has worked for, you know, dozens of my clients over the years. Just yeah. put people around and say, we don't do it the way that you think that the other guys do it. We do yeah. it differently, but you, you don't come out and spill all the beans immediately. You're forcing them. Okay, if you're going to find out what's non-traditional about us, you're going to have to take the next step.
0: Yeah. I you know I I think so much of this. I I think the dating analogy works just so well, you know, and uh if you know if if I'm out to lunch uh and I'm talking with somebody, I'm not going to vomit all over them and tell them everything I do. And I'm sure we've all been at events when there where there's been that guy and he's just going around and he's in robo pitch mode <laughs> and everyone's like, "Ew, get away." So I think it really is just you know it's honoring the relationship of where it's at uh, you know and you know a good another good analogy is um, you know it's uh, it's it's like so I've studied improv comedy uh, and you know when you build a scene it's always. One brick at a time you don't have one person that just kind of takes over and railroads the whole scene. you know mm-hmm. you kind of have this back and forth dance that you do where someone says yes and and then they add another brick to the building and then the other person adds a brick and then it always generally always works out uh, if you if you handle the relationship that way
1: oh no, for sure no absolutely um, and it really so the other that kind of brings up a good point, so the other struggle that both my company has and, and, and all my clients is how do you build those bricks, right? How do you take people from that initial connection with you, whether it's a LinkedIn connection or they've opened an email or they have registered for something, how do you take them along the cycle, right? And it's, it's relatively easy you found a relatively easy to do it because you you put on really good podcasts and you invite people to come and beyond podcasts and so on, and that gives you a lot of great content over time. For some businesses, It's very very difficult. Like if you're a service business or something right. like that, um, but that's the struggle. And then so it, and it's not always as simple. In some cases, it means you are going to have to keep marketing to them on a consistent basis, once a week or whatever, and keep coming up with content. In other cases, if you don't have you're just the nature of your business is such that you can't keep coming up with something different every week to talk about right You may have to go at it for a short period of time and then back off. Uh, which I find with a lot of service business clients is they may yeah. can't just do it week after week after week. They may have to go at it for a month and then come back three months later or six months later, or whatever the case may be.
0: David can cold email still work for uh, marketing purposes or sales purposes?
1: Absolutely, okay. Um, What I always say to people, whether it's LinkedIn or email or or whatever, uh, does it still work? As much as we hate getting it, right, there's some emails that we pay attention to. As much as we're tired of people reaching out just on LinkedIn, there's some LinkedIn messages that we pay attention to. So the trick is, is once you have an understanding of the right formula, it's not like you're going to get, you know, uh, 100% open rate, but you can reach out to people because remember, fundamentally, we want information, right? So we, we still open every one of those stupid emails to look at the subject line or we, we look at it briefly and every once in a while, something twigs us to say, hmm, you know, maybe that is something that I should be looking at. So that gets right back again to the curiosity thing right? It's a matter of positioning your subject line so that it's, so they, they can't instantly dismiss you Mm. or your LinkedIn connection message. So they can't instantly dismiss you.
0: Right. Right. Um, so David, your work, um, not only providing marketing strategy, but I think that you've positioned yours, you position yourself as kind of a fractional CMO. Um, so what does that, what does engagement typically look like with you?
1: uh basically what i do is i i with every client i start with a spreadsheet and we talk about we build a spreadsheet that says okay here's the here's the marketing pieces that i think you're going to need to implement some of them already have some of them right and then we say okay what's the cost going to be to set them up what's the cost going to be to run them on a monthly basis and then we look at their whatever product or service they're selling and and make projections and say okay if we convert If we get X number of leads and you get X number of appointments and your closing percentage is whatever it is, 10, 20%, Mm -hmm. what's that going to net you? And then we look at, we, we break that out. If it's a business that there's longevity, like it's, if there's a lifetime value of a client, we project that out, figure out how many clients you are going to retain into the second year, the third year, the fourth year, and so on. Mm -hmm. And that builds the model. And then we proceed to try to implement it and see. If the numbers are consistent with what our projections were, okay. So it's it's a it's a financial model and a business model. Uh, more than anything else, and I actually literally pull out a spreadsheet for every single client that I work with, and then we put the numbers in together.
0: And and what's the advantage compared to? I mean, yes. What's the alternative?
1: Uh, the alternative is—I um, mean, the way that I did it for 20 years—somebody would come along and they'd say, "Okay, I want a telemarketing campaign." I'd say, oh, here, "Here's how much it is per hour, okay?" And you make some projections and say, oh, "We're going to get you some appointments or whatever." And the and the whole focus is on let's get appointments, right? And you're assuming as the business owner mm-hmm. that that's going to be profitable for you. This takes it much deeper and looks at it much more specifically in terms of each stage. What's going to have to happen? How much are you going to have to spend? How much are you going to have to budget over X number of months to make this work, right? Um, What are realistic projections for how many leads you're going to get? What's a realistic projection for what your closing percentage would be, okay? So you're, you're approaching it much more logically because that's the way businesses don't get built in the 30 days, right? They get built in one, two, five-year cycles. Right? Mm-hmm. Not to say that you're when you engage with me in marketing that you're going to take five years to to make any money. But if you look at it from that perspective, you know that some of the leads, like in your case in your in your pipeline, some of the leads come out every month, but some of them have been in there for five years, mm-hmm. right? That's like every business. So when you're building that type of a model, you're looking at it realistically and saying, okay, if we spend this much in the beginning, okay, our early stage wins will generate a sex number of clients. But because we're building a pipeline, every month that goes by or every six months that goes by, more we're catching up with more of the ones that were in the pipeline. Plus we're getting sort of the low-hanging fruit that comes out the other end. So you, you just, you just need to look at it over a longer term.
0: Excellent. Okay. So professional prospecting.com, what should people look for? I see you've got a, uh, you do uh, webinars, you do workshops.
1: Right now the biggest thing I'm doing is I'm running free uh, mastermind, B2B mastermind webinars where I just get on with whoever's registered. And um, when I'm, when people register, they put their website in, they talk about what, what marketing they've done, what marketing struggles they have. Mm-hmm. I'll just pick a couple of people on each each of the webinars and just walk through the stuff with them, show them examples, talk about you know how we might fix it, put a plan together for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, each week I'll I'll give you know different people a crack at it. But everybody's welcome to attend as many as they want. Right? It's not like you, it's so I'm not really teaching you a system. We're really getting in there and getting our hands dirty, rolling up our sleeves, and saying okay let's look at your marketing problems right and how we would solve them with everybody that's on the webinar
0: yeah excellent all right with david rankine rankin uh again your website is professional prospecting.com david thank you so much for joining us
1: okay thanks josh really appreciate it
0: thanks for listening to the thoughtful entrepreneur show if you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program